Hello and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us. Although if you're listening to this episode around the time that we're recording it, maybe you don't have that much else going on right now. <laughs> also true. But thank you for choosing us as the thing that you're doing to pass the time. Mm-hmm. How's everyone doing? I mean, you people can't answer me if you're listening, but Jarrell, how are you doing? Um, I think I'm starting to settle in a little bit um, uh, with the whole, obviously, corona shelter-in-place situation. I think I'm starting to get a little bit used to it, which is better um, than it was before. Obviously, still not my favorite thing, but yeah, I think I'm sort of acclimating, I think is the best word. Oh, see, that's funny because I saw a tweet from someone I follow. Mm especially now because I'm on Twitter more, that I, I would not disagree with you in terms of like, it doesn't feel as chaotic, but that actually really stresses me out. That it, that was the point of the tweet was he was like, I've adjusted and that's really scary. And I'm like, yep, same. And I'm ter- like, that terrifies me. I hate that so much that I'm like, this is fine. This is not fine. This should not be fine. Um, oh. So it's an interesting like blend of feelings. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't... Um... I'm not assessing that. I just see it as more functional mm. for the current circumstances, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I wasn't feeling very well adjusted before. And it just felt very like clunky clunky and sort of haphazard. Clunky. Interesting. Yeah. Word. And now it feels a little bit more like, okay, this is kind of the groove now, which not necessarily my favorite, but it's functional to kind of stay in that space, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree in terms of there's a, I hate the term new normal, but I'll mm-hmm. use it. I can't think of anything else. But I also, I don't find comfort in that. Like, that just really, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm mad about it. Like, it's yeah. easier in terms of routine. Yeah. But I'm mad about it. So. Yeah, that's fair. Nice mixed reaction, which if that's how you're feeling, I, I see you and I hear mm-hmm. you. I think that's totally normal right now to just be experiencing a ton of emotions. Um, yeah. Which feels like a good segue into what we're going to talk slash rant, or at least I'm going to rant. I've been, <laughs> really, I've been hyped for days. Um, for me personally, this like hit a, a peak where I was going to say apex, but I'm like, I can't use coronavirus language anymore. Mm. Um it really hit a peak for me. I don't even remember what day this week because what is time at this point, but I don't even really know why. Oh, the Easter massacre thing happened. And that was the end of my, that was the end of my rope. And for anybody who was lucky enough to not know what the Easter massacre is, our uh, president, decided that Easter was going to be a great day to just reopen everything. Like, no big deal. We're totally done. And everybody on Twitter then was like, oh, it's the Easter massacre. I, so. Did you miss that? I did miss that. Like, I knew that he had said that, but you know me, I'm like very protective about like that slash him being in my space at all. So I heard that that was the plan, but I did not hear the whole Easter massacre conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially, I mean, that's not wrong. If right, it's not wrong. If kind you of do that, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was my last straw because mm-hmm. I also, one of my personal struggles is the inability to understand, you know, there's almost three levels of this, right? The 
human level, I don't have a big filter today, so we're just going to call it like it is, the human and humanity level of you're protecting other people, healthcare workers, people's grandparents, even if you wouldn't really get sick, you're protecting another immunocompromised person, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. The whole idea of like, we should care about other people. Yeah. Then the next level, if you don't care about other people is, okay, well, you could still get really sick. And I think there are examples of people, obviously the vast majority is people who are older or have had some type of underlying medical condition. But there are also examples of people who don't fall under that category. And you don't know Mm -hmm. if you're going to be that person. Not to mention flu symptoms don't sound fun. Like, I don't want that if I can avoid that. Yeah. Not something I'm willing to be on board with. But even if you don't care about that, (laughs) if you're like, I don't care if I get the flu, I love Netflix, my couch is super comfortable, no big deal. At the very least, the longer we don't all comply, the more things will get canceled. Why do people want summer canceled? I don't understand. So that coupled with the whole Easter massacre debacle just really set me over the edge in terms of what we're going to talk about, which is misinformation and spreading crap, basically, throughout social media, throughout email listservs, whatever you might have. Text chains. Text change, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you might have as your audience, spreading that information. And in full disclosure, originally, this was always on our podcast episode calendar because it's a problem overall. And I think what we're going to talk about is really applicable even once we're done with this pandemic, but it just became so necessary right now because it's obviously much more dangerous and acute of a problem these days Mm -hmm. because there is this huge life and death situation happening that people are still practicing the same patterns with which is crazy yeah and i'll just add it's also the the con it's because we have this one focus the concentration of information is just really intense so it's just like it's because it's just on one specific topic there's so much to kind of filter through. So, and obviously the stakes are really high. So that I think both those things makes it like incredibly dangerous. Oh, absolutely. And this is something, like I said, that is a global problem outside of this. Mm-hmm. And so we're not here to be coronavirus mythbusters. Yeah. And to some extent, like you'll see why, because I neither of us are <laughs> experts. And right. so- we can talk to you about the mental health implications of all of this, but at the same time, we're not going to tell you what is and is not true. I would refer you to other information, but we'll talk about that, the right and wrong way to do this, as well as, like I said, I'm a rant a little bit, because I've been heated for days, and I'm ready. <laughs> so I hope you all are too. So we're gonna call out first a couple types of people And with the disclaimer of that, anyone can be guilty of this, but because of the size of these people's audiences, it tends to be a bigger problem. Mm. And that would be influencers and and coaches. Mm. So here's the overarching problem is without going into a different rant about how health and especially mental health has been stigmatized to think that it's no big deal and it's not something you need to take seriously and it's not something that an expert needs to tell you. 
the information spreading has gotten very loose in terms of now I'm seeing all over Instagram, especially everybody saying with what's going on now, they're basically giving their best tips for anxiety, mm. giving their best tips for managing your mental health and you know what to do in this situation and how to keep yourself sane. And they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem when, like you said, text chains, that one person sends a message to 10 other people mm-hmm. and says information that's just nonsense. But it's a bigger problem if you have tens of thousands of followers or mm-hmm. if you work with hundreds of people or even if you have thousands of followers mm-hmm. because they have all come to you because they trust your perspective. And to be honest, I don't understand the whole influencer thing just for the sake of influencer. Anyone I follow on social media is either an expert in their field, a journalist, or they ha- they do something, right? Like they're, for me, mm-hmm. they're a professional runner, they're an athlete, or they're mm-hmm. an activist, or they have something that's cool about them, and therefore I want to follow their journey. Somebody who's just like, let me show you my life in New York City and what I'm eating and how I apply, whatever. If I don't know you, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I will absolutely acknowledge that there are people who get a lot of value out of that. I think that needs to be respected and needs to be taken seriously. And this is the problem of misinformation is because once you do have that platform, people will listen to you, even if you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the difference? I've actually been thinking about how we can make this not just like me shaming everyone. Mm. We're going to try to be helpful. So in a post when, you know, you're not, let's just take the managing anxiety, right? Because that's something, you know, obviously we know about. Right. In a post where you're saying, okay, great. Here are all the ways that I manage anxiety. Or I, not even the ways I manage anxiety. We'll pause on that. Mm-hmm. Here are all the ways you should manage anxiety during the coronavirus outbreak. Mm-hmm. And you list whatever things. And let's say they're the generic things, right? Oh, mm-hmm. talk to a friend, meditate, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Get enough sleep, stick to a routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So while those are not completely out of left field of like, oh, how do you manage your anxiety? I don't know. I can't even think of something absurd. And the reason I can't even think of something absurd is because there is no cookie cutter way to right. manage a mental health condition. Right. or to make anything related to health. Because what works for one person might not work for someone else. And what also happens is that, you know, I don't even remember the name of my math teacher, but they would be proud because I hated math and refused to show my work because I'm like, what difference does it make? I have the answer, leave me. <laughs> but you need to show your work. Why do you know that? Mm. Why, why are you suggesting meditation? And I think if you're doing so and you take a step back and say, I actually don't know, then you're not qualified to give the information because it isn't just as straightforward as saying, oh, meditate, oh, do this, oh, do that. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why certain things don't work for everyone. And if you're trained either as a mental health or medical professional, part of the training is also recognizing that and watching your words. Yeah. I am not somebody who spends a ton of time on Instagram captions or what I'm posting on social media. I kind of just do it when I want to, but there are definitely times where I've read over what I said and I've changed the wording because of how it might be interpreted to someone else. And that's part of our training. Mm -hmm. So you're not aware of that. 
And you also have no idea why you're even recommending something. And it becomes like a game of telephone where the reason you're recommending that is because at one point, a mental health professional suggested it as a good idea. But when it goes down from that original source of an expert to person to person to person, it's like that game of telephone where little pieces get taken away and it gets distorted a little bit. And basically what you're recommending to somebody might end up being this watered down version of what the professional advice actually was. Yeah. And that's crazy and dangerous. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. number one. Yeah. At worst, it's, it's crazy and dangerous. At best, it might be ineffective. Right. Right. Which is then crazy and dangerous because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of I'm somebody who's having a ton of anxiety and I'm trying all of these things. This person who's not qualified to give me the advice is saying, and then yeah. they don't work. I am not in a good place. Yeah, for sure. That's number one is that it's going to become diluted and it's going to not have any backing because you're not entirely even sure why you're recommending that. So for me, the, I guess, opposite of that and the way to counteract it is personal experience. Like I said, I think if you have a big platform, even if I don't particularly understand why some people have a big platform, Mm -hmm. it can be used for good, but you need to know what you don't know. If you are not a mental health professional, you can't from your place and your person make objective suggestions you can hear what you've done like hey when i'm really anxious i've tried this or when i experienced this this is what i did Mm -hmm. and that's the showing your work piece Mm -hmm. is that you can show how you got from point a to point b if you can't show it don't say it Mm. and that can still be helpful you can still be helpful Mm -hmm. to hear someone's personal experience that can be just as valuable as the professional advice but it needs to be clothed in personal experience, not here's my advice to you. Yeah. You know what I just thought about? Um, just to, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was just thinking that, so for people who have, you know, sizable followings and sizable can range a great deal. Um, I wonder if being able to sort of uh, regurgitate this sort of diluted information is actually really protective. And cause kind of like, you don't have to be vulnerable and talk about what your thing is or like how you beat anxiety. If you can just say, Oh, meditate, it's helpful. Right. It, wow, it also. That's, pre- interesting take. that's, right? that's, that's much nicer than my perspective. I, I know I figured, but I did, I did think about that. I was like, huh, I wonder if that's a part of the, the motivation is to like share, but not share. You know what I mean? That's so funny. And that's also a nice plug for our next podcast episode after this, where we talk all about being open and not fearful of your emotions. Coming okay. soon. <laughs> Spoiler, stay tuned. But yeah, that's an interesting perspective because it probably is a lot easier because again, you're just regurgitating information that actually, if you think about it, probably doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. You're just spewing it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're not highlighting where that information is coming from yeah and it's a domino effect right then Mm -hmm. people are going to be coming to you with questions about that and you are definitely you influencer person who's Mm -hmm. not a mental health medical whatever professional you're not qualified to answer those questions yeah why not from the get-go you can say listen here are tips to relax to promote to manage anxiety to promote wellness 
because of this person, like, and I'm quoting this person, I'm showing my work, mm -hmm. you know, I'm an influencer, I want to give mental health tips, great. I interviewed this therapist and here's what they said. Yeah. Why yeah. not that? You're still sharing to this important message to your audience, but you're being very honest about what you don't know. If you are not trained in something, you don't know, you're not an expert. You can't share that information as if it's coming from you because it's not coming from you, it's coming from somewhere else. It's like, I can give you all the information about how my running journey has gone, but I am not a run coach. And that mm. it was made very apparent after my run coach gave me my return from injury plan. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I would have done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Glad I have this person. Yeah. But I think that's a good example of, I've been running for years and I was sure I had a good idea of what I should do. And then she, the expert sent me her good idea. And yeah, no, I was wrong. Yeah. But I didn't know that until somebody who did know told me. And without that, you have no idea the accuracy of the information that you're spreading. Yeah. And I'll also add like on the other side of that, also as a provider, as, as a therapist, there have uh, been a lot of times, I mean, it happens really often, uh, where someone comes in with, uh, you know, said problem and they say like, oh, like I've been trying this and this is how I've been doing it. And I'm just looking at them like, where the hell did you get this? Because, because no, no. And so like, and to your point, that's kind of where it gets back to that dangerous piece is that, you know, in my experience, that sometimes is, sometimes has shown up as said person living with anxiety for like years, trying all these things and they're not working. And then them feeling like, well, I'm like, something's wrong with me. I'm defective. And I'm like, no, you just have gotten the wrong information. You've listened to the wrong people and, and, or you haven't found the way to do this for you that actually fits. Um, and it's not a personality flaw. It's not a character defect. Um, but people have internalized that. So then it becomes harder. You're coming from like a much deeper place of hurt or pain or brokenness to get back to a quote unquote normal kind of functioning. Right. And healthcare professionals also, in addition to knowing the information, know how to work with someone and their individual needs. Yep. In whatever their field is. Yep. You know, another good example of it is, I, again, what is time? I don't know what day it is. Last week, let's say, let's go with last week. I what I experienced what ended up being viral laryngitis, even though I did Google, like is lost your voice a sign of COVID? <laughs> no, for the record. Right. But I am somebody who all internet Google, but I will never follow internet Google. What did I just say? I will Google <laughs> diagnose. Mm. Uh, it's been a long week, guys. Mm. Even, but I won't actually follow the instructions without checking with somebody who actually knows. Yeah. And what's funny is, and you would think at some point I would stop this pattern because it's not actually effective, is whatever I end up Googling, it's not entirely correct when I then go and speak to someone who actually knows what they're talking about. So right. I Googled all this stuff and I'm like, how do you get your voice back? And I like talk to my doctor who I love and I'm like, hey, what about this? And he's like, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not entirely correct. And I think that's what ends up happening is that it's not like it's wrong. It's not like you're telling somebody, right. oh, if you want to manage anxiety, just like don't sleep for four days. Correct. It's not that crazy. Right. It's like slightly off. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to an address that's like 102 West 73rd Street and you end up at 106 West 73rd Street, you're mm -hmm. close, but you're still in the wrong place. Right. And just, and just think about 
just to follow that analogy, think about how frustrating that is yeah. when you're looking for something <laughs> and you're like, you have the door number just slightly off and then you finally find it. You're like, what the fuck was I doing all yep. this time? Right. And that, yeah. and, and to your point. Yeah. And you need those people in your corner because they're the ones who can, all the generic information, what you find when you're on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get things that are like, oh, your headache is cancer. Because maybe it is, but, but they don't <laughs> right. know you. Right? They don't right. know you. So they don't know that they should tell you not cancer. Right. Um, but the person that you work with and develop that relationship or has that expertise does. Mm-hmm. One of the best things that I ever see here on podcasts when experts are interviewed, or at least in my experience, hopefully everyone's doing this, although I'm skeptical, is that they still put that disclaimer of like, I'm giving you generic information based on my training. This isn't good enough. You need something specific if you're going to actually act on it. And so then you take it one step further removed from that. And then you have people sharing information that not only isn't individualized, it's not even coming from an expert source. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. Yeah. And not okay. And this is where I get into my rant a little bit of this information isn't just something you pull out of the sky of like, oh, here's how, you know, I get myself motivated where it's like, okay, let me just share my story or whatever. Like, this is my favorite pair of leggings. It's not on the same level. And if you're putting it on the same level, you're doing something wrong. So information of like, here are my top five leggings that I've tested when I go to yoga class. Okay, cool. It's personal experience, whatever. Healthcare is not on the same level of information. Right. And even if it seems like it's this general wellness buzzword of anxiety and relaxation and self-care, it's not, it's healthcare. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you don't know. So don't share. Elevate someone else who does if you want your audience to get that information, because honestly, if you're not doing that, you're not being helpful, you're being selfish. And then I think you need to look at why you're really on this platform, whatever it is, with this audience. Boop. My trap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, and a good example of that um, is, you know, we've seen recently like Trevor Noah with, is it Fauci, Dr. Fauci? Yeah. Yeah, like people yes. people are like using their size. Obviously, he's sort of more thoughtful about information, but like people with influence sort of saying like, here, I'm going to bring this person to you, yes. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that that's, I think we should be doing more of that. Um, like all of us. Yeah. Yeah, because I again maintain, if you are genuinely interested in your audience, however large, getting information that is helpful and it is not your expertise, and you're not bringing someone for whom it is their expertise, you're not being helpful. Yeah. So something else is going on. And, you know, I'd recommend you work with a therapist to figure out what that is. However, yeah. it's not what's, that's not what's going on. You're not being helpful. Yeah. You're trying to get clicks. You're trying to get likes. I don't know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's selfishness masked in helpfulness. Mm, yeah. So actually be helpful, use your audience. And, you know, I kind of put out there too, that idea of know what you don't know. And it's not all coaches that I want to shame or all influencers, mm-hmm. but you got to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. If you're an influencer because you're a fitness instructor, awesome. Talk about fitness instructing. If you're a run coach running, awesome. All the expertise. 
But when you start getting into these general things of like life coach and stress management coach, what is this? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. How do you, what business coaches, super specific, they'll help you with their business Mm -hmm. or your business. If you want a coach for whatever to get through a specific type of issue, one single issue that's going on in your life where they have an expertise, awesome. But anything that becomes more broad, uh, I'd be weary. Yeah. You know, there's exceptions to every rule, I'm sure. But for the most part, coaches are there for, to help you with kind of one specific thing and anything that goes along with that. And it needs to be a specific skill. If it's something where you're like, this person is a coach on this thing that's not a specific skill, you're, you're casting too big a net. Yeah. So how do you avoid it? I told you, we're going to give some tips. We're going to be helpful. We're not just going to be ranting. A distinction that came to my mind over this week, and Jarrell, feel free to chime in or if you think I'm totally wrong, but I thought Mm. like a light bulb went off. Mm. When you're sharing, whether that's your personal experience or, you know, your feelings are valid, right? That's a sharing statement. That's a statement that you want to, a sentiment you want to share to someone else. Mm -hmm. Or I'm so grateful that I have my plants. They help me be so calm. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I am able to take walks. They really center me. I'm so grateful for movement. When I sweat each day, I feel much less stressed. Mm -hmm. Sharing. I manage anxiety this way. I manage my depression this way. Here's what I do when I'm not feeling motivated. Here's what I do when I'm stressed. We're all sharing, right? It's like a pie. When I have a pie and I'm like, here, have a piece of pie. Have some of my pie. I want to give you some of my pie. However, we've gone too far when then I say, and here's how you make pie. Mm. Because now I'm telling you what to do. And I don't know how to tell you what to do. I should never tell you how to make pie. I can suggest a good way to eat pie. I can tell you how I eat pie. I can tell you my favorite pie places. I should not tell you how to make pie. I have no idea. It would not be. You're not a baker. I'm not a baker. So (laughs) as soon as you go into the realm of where you are instructing someone to do something, meditate get outside, talk to friends and family, stick to a routine. That's when you have to take a step back and say, am I really in a position where I know that I am delivering competent and safe advice? Hmm. The direction to me is the, you know, if you're going to draw a line, that's the line you draw. Is that as soon as you start instructing people or giving advice on something they should or can do, that's when you have to check yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it is really interesting because, I mean, obviously we do what we do for a living, but even other um, sort of allied mental health professionals and, and things like that, the, also the perspective is often, well, like here are, here are the options. Here's what I think could work for you. Right. What's, what do you want to do? Like which option right. do you think is going to work, right? right? Even with medicine and health, there's still sometimes there's there's almost always some sort of path that you get to make a choice on, um, and so it's like you're bidding you're getting presented from like in a professional perspective you're getting presented with a lot of information, and then you're going to say I want Plan C, and then you get help in the delivery of or implementation of Plan C, as yeah. opposed as opposed to someone just saying like here's the information do what you will. 
Right. And any good qualified coach even who are coaching specific skills that they have knowledge in will yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. You know, tell me about you, right? When I started working with a running coach, I got to know her. She's like, tell me about you. Tell me what you do. Tell me what you're looking for. What do you want to do? Okay. How about this? Mm-hmm. And then you brainstorm and talk through it. And if, you know, somebody has an idea that's different than what you do, they'll explain why. You're not getting any of that from a generic Instagram post, number one, because that's not how the information is being presented. And that's part of the training is that you learn how to present that information. Right. And number two, there can be no follow-up because this person has no idea how to give you any follow-up. That's and also it goes true. back to that idea of you could be trying something that actually puts you in a worse position than you were in before. Yeah. And then what? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not where any of us need to be right now. I feel like we all have enough going on in our lives at this point in time. Yeah. So, you know, no one can leave their house. We're all in house prison. <laughs> and I would also recommend as kind of like a closing helpful thought. If you are someone who has a following and you want to be helpful to you said following and you don't necessarily have the time or resources to like interview somebody get some general advice, you know, talk to somebody. If you're not sure, I welcome anyone who wants to send me a message, be like, Hey, I'm thinking of sharing this. Is this the right way I should be doing this? I'll let you know. Yeah. And I'll give you suggestions of how to frame it so you can share in a more responsible way. Mm-hmm. And I'm open too, right? I am always think, thinking about that in terms of how am I sharing this information and is this how I should be sharing this information? And if somebody who, was you know a fitness instructor or a doctor or whomever and they were like actually i'd be like cool thank you thank you for letting me know you have to know what you don't know right that's it like if you take nothing else away you have to know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and if you don't know don't say it yeah find someone else who can elevate someone else who can yeah and i and i think just to add to that um there's a lot of information going around. Um, a lot of resharing happens. And again, this not just in the context of coronavirus, but more broadly, it's like, especially when you're looking at health information and mental health is health information, is whatever your article you're reading, whatever post you're reading, like does it cite mental health professionals? right? Is it written by a mental health professional? Is it written? So for the Corona stuff, is it written by a doctor, an infectious disease specialist, an epidemiologist, whoever, look for that credibility, look for those credentials in the stuff that you're consuming. Um, Because otherwise, you might be getting as we as Rachel talked about earlier, that watered down information that may not be entirely accurate. I can't tell you how many times I as a professional have seen some uh, research cited in an article and then I go to because I'm a nerd I go to look up the actual research and I'm like mm, that's not what that said <laughs> or how you presented this is a misrepresentation of the findings so um, yeah make sure you're looking for credentials too in that information yeah be like a journalist mm-hmm. where's the source Journalists, unless they're writing an op-ed from their own personal experience or it's very clearly stated this is my opinion not fact Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just opining. Mm-hmm. They're citing who they're talking to and what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from, you know, 
Jake Tapper. I don't know why that's the first journalist I thought of. <laughs> it's not yeah. coming from him. He's very clearly stating who it is coming from. And I feel like that ball has really been dropped as more people become influencers that aren't just journalists or professionals yeah. in that field. Yeah. You need to still follow that same kind of code of conduct of that unless it's something where you're talking about your personal experience or you're trained in some area. Like you need to cite the people who are because then they can go to this other person and that way too, you aren't representing yourself as knowledgeable in an area where you in fact are not. Mm -hmm. Because that's all sorts of not cool. And honestly, if you're in media, it tends to be illegal. So I was going to say it can all get you in trouble too, actually. So be careful. Even if you're not concerned about the well-being of other people, it's not going to be a good look for you. Yep. So on that note, like I said, questions, comments, anything that you would like to share if you're unsure, I will talk about this all day long. I have nothing (laughs) but time and I'm still very heated on this topic. So feel free. Reach out. You can find us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC. And yeah, let us know. Absolutely. And thank you again for joining us. We hope that you're staying sane and healthy during this time of madness. PSA, please make sure that you're practicing social distancing and isolating yourself appropriately and following all the recommendations of the people who are experts in this field because as we have already talked about at length, they are the people who know things. Not 45. That's a good way to think of it too, right? Just follow people who know things. Yep. Thank you for joining us again, and we hope that you tune in next time. Bye.